0: Hey everyone, it's Simon here, and on behalf of Maria and I, I just want to thank you for checking out our podcast. And before we get into things, we just wanted to let you know that this is only part of our online mini-service, and you can check out the whole service and find out more about Everyone Church on our website at everyonechurch.com.au. Hope you can check it out and see the whole thing. For now, on with the podcast. So glad you would join us today here at Everyone Church. And last week we started sharing about friendship and specifically faith friendship, friends in the faith. And here at Everyone Church, one of our core values is that we lean in to faith friendship. Uh, our posture in our heart and our attitude is lean in, not lean out or walls up or full of offense and just reasons not to be friends with people. No, our lean in is friendship and not just association. We, we seek to love one another in community and God right now is forming a community called Everyone Church and you're part of it. I'm part of it. And even though we might be separated physically right now, there is a unity happening, a community happening. And the goal of this series is really to take time to flesh out this value of faith friendship. And what does the Bible say about faith friendship? Friends in the faith. And prepare us for new life giving, Bible based, you know, God honoring friendships. Okay, and also I'm believing that the Holy Spirit through through God's Word will do deep healing in us. You know, all of us carry relational scars, uh, relational baggage. We have all sorts of people coming together, forming this community of everyone Church from different backgrounds, different experiences, different scars, different uh, baggage. All of us have got that going on. So it's important for us to come back to God's Word. What does He say? Prepare our hearts for this community formation and for amazing faith friendships. I would love for you to find some amazing friends in the faith in every one church. I I, I know that's my desire. I hope that's your desire, and I hope that's your prayer. So we mentioned last week that our relational life needs management and stewardship. It really does. And relationship management really is life management. And some people have a place in my life but not everyone has the same place. (laughs) And some people have a place in your life, but not everyone has the same place. And your greatest asset in life really is your relationship, starting first and foremost with your relationship with God. And this is what's so amazing about our heavenly Father is he is a relational God. He wants us to know him. He wants to know us. He does know us. He he there is a lean in in our heavenly Father to have a relationship, a friendship with you and with me. And that's amazing. So we shared about how friendship is really about access. And faith friends are purpose partnerships, okay? And God uses the people around us to help Achieve his purposes within us. He uses the people around me to help achieve his purposes within me. And, you know, when the the early church was forming in the book of Acts, in chapter 2, verse 42, it says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. So teaching God's word and fellowship and community, sharing in meals, being together and praying together. And when I look at those four things, uh, which are amazing, I, I only really see one that could possibly happen apart from one another and not really be affected. And that is teaching. Like I can teach you right now through a camera, but all these other ones, fellowship, sharing in meals, prayer, they're best experienced in in proximity. And I know we have Zoom and hey. House party, hangouts, all that kind of stuff. But really, there's no substitute for putting a hand on someone's shoulder and praying for them, right? Uh, there, there's no, there's really a, a power in proximity and being close together. And that kind of community sounds like a community I would want to be a part of. Sounds like a church I would want to be a part of, filled with teaching and fellowship and sharing in meals. I love food. I hope you love food too. And prayer, praying together. So this week, I want to ask the question, What makes a good faith friend? What makes a good faith friend? And not all the friends I have are friends in the faith. It says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, we read this last week. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Not all friends that I have motivate me to love and good deeds into following Jesus. But friends in the faith do. They encourage us to go forward in our walk with the Lord. And not only that, but um, we also want to self-assess and ask the Holy Spirit to, to, to minister to us and ask the question, what kind of faith friend have I been? And what kind of Faith, friend, am I committed to being in the future? And just a note, we're not talking about um, just general friendliness and friendship with people who, who are not believers. Of course, Jesus was known as a friend of sinners. We're specifically talking about friends in the faith. And your friendship, your friendships frame your future. They really do. So let's start by breaking down what I believe to be five characteristics of a great Faith friend. Okay, let me just pray really quickly and then we're going to really dive into this. Lord, I ask that by your word that you would help us, challenge us, encourage us, and help us be more and more like you in our friendship life. In Jesus' name, amen. So, number one is character. Character. A faith friendship is with someone of character. Uh, If friendship is about access, why would you? Hand your life over and give access to someone and place your life into the hands of someone with inconsistent character. Now, remember, uh, friends help frame your future. And we've said that many times, but you want your future to be that of character and not just any character, but Christ's character. We want to have Christ's character. It says in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20, Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. (laughs) I love the Proverbs. Now, you know, for me, I remember working as a high school chaplain for many years, and it was just amazing to see before my eyes how young people, how their character changes and, and shifts based upon their company. Now, uh, high school is interesting. It's like a petri dish of change and social pressures and dynamics. And there's teenagers, there's influences, there's hormones, there's social pressure, there's media, there's all sorts of stuff going on. And there were many students that I knew uh, in my time of being chaplain, and some of them I still know now. Where, and it's amazing how some of them just change so rapidly. Based upon their company, you know, you had one kid who didn't even simple, like basic tastes in music. One kid was a ACDC fan growing up and then he started hanging out with the hip hop kids. and next thing you know, he's having Eminem rap battles in the in the playground. Right. Just amazing how we change because your company changes you. It's inevitable. There's no neutral relationship. Uh, they always influence you one way or the other. And in 1 Corinthians 15, it says, don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character. What is meant by such things? Well, foolish things, things that lack Christ's character and Christ's focus. And I want to be a person of character. And I want to be friends with people of character. I want my life to be enriched by people who have character. And now character does not mean perfection. Of course, none of us are perfect, but it does mean authenticity, authenticity. And if, if friendship is about access into my life, give access to the authentic. Give access to authentic people. And if you give access to people who just play games, then eventually the, ch- the chances are you're going to end up being played, right? And, uh, and what does Christ's character look like in me and others? Well, we, I think a good place to start is the fruits of the Spirit. It says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. People of character are loving, joyous, peaceful, patient, kind, good, faithful, gentle, and self-controlled. <laughs> and we recently spent a number of weeks in the book of Colossians, and in there we see these characteristics in chapter 3, verse 12 to 13. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. People of character are merciful, kind, humble, gentle, patient, and forgiving. And we're talking about Christ's character, not just worldly character. No, Christ's character, authenticity according to God's word. Now, before you start eyeing down your friends and eyeing me down and looking at them and going, hmm. Are you merciful? Are you merciful enough to be my faith friend? No. Uh, we want to ask the question to ourselves. Are you merciful? Or do you hold a grudge? Are you kind? Are you humble? I'm so humble. <laughs> are you humble? Are you gentle? Are you patient? Joyous? Come on. It starts with us, right? It starts by looking in the mirror and, and assessing us. Faith friends are friends of character and that starts with me starts with you so number one is character number two is unconditional love Jesus said in John 15 verse 12 to 13 this is my commandment love each other in the same way I have loved you there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends unconditional love well what does conditional love look like well, it could look like, hey, look, I only reach out to you when I want something from you, <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll only be there for you when it's convenient for me. Uh, the conditions are my convenience. Now, look, we might expect that kind of treatment from maybe a mentor, you know, or, uh, you know, where we're, we're pursuing them. We're working to their schedule, or, or maybe uh, someone we're advising and coaching, like, hey, listen, you know. It's not up to me as a a coach to work my schedule. No, no, no. There is dynamics there, but that is not the treatment we would expect from a friend or a faith friend. Friendships shouldn't be just transactional. Uh, I'm only in this to get something. No, Uh, and this is why the most painful relationship hurts happen in the context of friendship, where someone uses friendship as a means to an end, or breaks trust in a friendship. Uh, That really hurts, right? And faith friends love unconditionally. You know, our pastor, Pastor Jack Haynes, uh, has said many times, and I I love this thought, he says that love is measured by its willingness to be inconvenienced. Love is measured by its willingness to be inconvenienced. And we just read that Jesus said, love each other the way I have loved you. And you know, carrying the cross was not convenient, right? And conditional love says, when it works for me, I'm here. Unconditional love says, I'm here when you need me. Proverbs 17, verse 17 says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Faith friendships are filled with unconditional love. Love is not earned, but access is. You know, we can love people equally, of course, but it doesn't mean we need to give everyone access to deep friendship no that that is earned you know that kind of trust is earned but there needs to be an unconditional love there so number one character number two unconditional love and number three honesty honesty good friends in the faith are willing in love to tell us the truth to be honest and the motivation is not just to be right like "Hmm, look at me i'm right no but it is to help you be better this is why we be honest with one another. Sometimes the truth hurts. It says in Proverbs 27, verse six, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. And we all need an honest friend or two. <laughs> and honesty in relationships are, there's two sides. In my opinion, there's two sides. There's the giver of honesty and the receiver of honesty. And those who share honestly Need to have a motivation of love. We just talked about unconditional love, right? Uh, need to have a motivation of love. But I do believe that when honesty, uh, like, when we welcome it, it flourishes. Uh, if we welcome honesty, we allow it to flourish in our in our relationships. We welcome it by saying, thank you. Thanks for telling me that. I appreciate it. Thanks for telling me there was something in my nose. I appreciate it. You know, we we... We put out the fire of honesty in our relationships. sometimes, I believe, by pushing back. When someone shares an, out of love something honest, we, we're reactionary and we dismiss it. You know, Sometimes we're just too busy welcoming flattery because of our insecurities instead of welcoming honesty. We need to value honesty. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15 says, Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. You know, we love accolades. We love a shout out. Uh, We don't always love a talking to (laughs) in love. We need honesty, good, biblical, loving honesty. And there are things that all of us desire in a friendship. There are. Uh, But some things we might not, you know, have a big want to, but we really need it. You know, Uh, like, for example, all of us want loyalty in a friendship. We do. Like, everyone loves loyal friends, but if the loyalty isn't biblical and honest, um, it's not beneficial at all. Like, uh, sometimes people can be so loyal to your selfishness, (laughs) uh, you know, they're saying, oh, you're being loyal to a fault. Well, you can be so loyal to your silly ideas that it actually helps you be silly. You know, we don't need that. You know, King David... um, he has some amazing examples in his life, a central figure in the Old Testament, a man after God's own heart, wrote so many of the Psalms, and, and everybody loves King David, but he was not perfect, and at one point in his life, he had an affair, uh, he slept with another man's wife, and she falls pregnant, uh-oh, you're in trouble, right? <laughs> And he's trying to get out of the, the consequences of that. So what he does is he sends for the woman's husband, his name's Uriah, who's a good man, a man of character. And he sends him to war with the intention to have him coincidentally uh, killed in battle so that it would basically, oh, your husband's dead. Now you can be my wife. Uh, sounds like an epic uh, Netflix um, storyline, right? But no, this is this is the Bible. All, all, all these shows, they, they get their storylines from the Bible, trust me. And David asks his friend, Joab, to help him. And it says in 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 14 to 18. Check this out. So the next morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and gave it to Uriah to deliver. The letter instructed Joab, Station Uriah on the front lines where the battle is fiercest then pull back so that he will be killed. So Joab assigned Uriah to a spot close to the city wall where he knew the enemy's strongest men were fighting. And when the enemy soldiers came out of the city to fight, Uriah the Hittite was killed along with several other Israelite soldiers. Then Joab sent a battle report to David. Now look at this, this goes to show the character of Uriah. He's carrying this letter. And he doesn't look at it, doesn't take a sneak peek. He's carrying it for miles and miles, not knowing that in that letter is his death warrant. And he takes it to Joab, and Joab, out of loyalty, says, yes, sir, I'm going to do this, right? He's being loyal to David. And and Joab helps David kill another man and nearly ruins his whole life, David's whole life, all in the name of loyalty. Oh, well that's what the king was asking me to do and oh wouldn't a loyal friend do what he asked no 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 no. here's the big point an unhealthy loyalty is one that is always committed to a person's wishes but biblical honest loyalty is committed to a person's well-being and their christ likeness you know what they need not just what they want and if all your friends just give you what you want Your friends may be actually helping you ruin your life. And I know that sounds a little bit drastic, but it's the truth. And good friends in the faith are willing in love to tell us the truth. So character, unconditional love, and honesty. And we're going to continue this next week with the last two. And and there's a little bit more after that. But for now, I'd love us to just take these three for a moment. Character, unconditional love, honesty, And let's ask the question, have you been hurt by a friend who lacks character, who is dishonest, who didn't love uh, unconditionally? Have you hurt others in the same way? Uh, Have you lacked unconditional love for the body of Christ, for friends in the faith? Have you lacked honesty in your friendships? And, you know, when we uh, hear these things and we ask these questions, you, you sometimes it can be a bit of like, oh, man, that is heavy. Well, let's pray about it. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to help us. To, you know, character is not about perfection. It's about authenticity, being authentic, being real. Hey, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. But we want to be real and authentic. So let me pray for us today. Dear Lord, I pray for every person who is here listening to this on podcast or watching this in our online mini service, I pray that you would help us, Lord, be people of character and unconditional love and honesty. Help us be truthful people. And Lord, forgive us for where we've been dishonest, been unloving or or lacked character. And Lord, we ask that you, by your grace, would transform us, help us become more like you. And we bring every burden to you Every uh, situation where we've been hurt, we bring it to you. I thank you that you are um, you are aware of, you were there anytime there was trust broken. You were there anytime people treated us um, unlovingly or we treated others. You, you, nothing is a secret to you. So we bring it to you today and we bring it to you because we know that you love us and that you want to heal us. You want to help us move forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, obviously, if we were meeting in person, I'd love us to sing a song and and have some time, some extra worship time together and 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 pray with you a little bit longer. But it, it's a little bit different over a camera. But I encourage you this week to spend some time with the Lord. You know, you don't need me to be there for you to spend time with God. You spend time with him. Spend time in his word. You might want to listen to this uh, sermon again. Really allow the Holy Spirit to Allow this to wash over you and really allow it to take deep root in your life. And you know, the more we talk about faith friendships, the more uh, we realize that the best friend we could ever have is Jesus. (laughs) It's just amazing. Jesus does not disappoint, Jesus' love is unconditional. Uh, You couldn't earn his love even if you tried. Uh, That's, but he loves us nonetheless. And Jesus is full of grace and truth. It says in John chapter 1 verse 14 the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us we have seen his glory the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth full of grace and truth full of honesty full of grace come on full of truth and do you know him today do you want to know that jesus and if you do I would love for you to get in contact with us. Let us know. Head to our website. Uh, fill out. A, there's a simple form on there where you can let us know. We would love to help you. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to send you a Bible and help you on this journey of getting to know Jesus. Well, hope you've enjoyed our series so far. We're going to continue it next week, and let's get ready. It's going to. We're just going to keep going up and up and up, and it's going to be awesome. Have an amazing week.